Hi, welcome to the Art and Science of Learning, the podcast that digs deeper in how we learn, so that in today's accelerated world, we can learn better and enjoy it more. I'm your host, learning specialist, Dr. Kinga Petrovai. Every week, I discuss aspects of learning with academics, practitioners, and individuals with unique learning journeys to inform and inspire how you design learning into work and life. Robotics clubs have become a popular way of teaching young people how to program, and also a fun way to inspire students into the science, technology, engineering, and math subjects. However, it is not always easy to attract diverse students to robotics and ensure that it is a good learning experience for everyone. In this episode, we discuss one inspiring teacher's experiences and tips to building a successful robotics club. Mark Aristotle de Assis is a teacher in Vancouver, Canada, and earlier this year, his robotics club came in first place at the Provincial Robotics Competition, qualifying for the World Championships. Mark is a teacher who goes above and beyond, not only teaching his students, but also to inspire them to push their limits and reach for the stars. Mark is currently working on his doctorate at the University of British Columbia, specializing in education, leadership, and policy. Starting his career as an engineer, Mark went on to obtain a master's degree in math education from Cambridge University and also worked as a math, physics, robotics, and religion teacher at several schools in British Columbia, Canada. Thank you very much, Mark, for joining me today. Thank you for having me, Kinga. Can you please tell me what exactly happens in a robotics club and what that experience is like? Well, the the club that I run participates in the FIRST Tech Challenge program, and it's one of the programs of FIRST Uh, So they have first robotics competition, first Lego, and we do sort of this intermediate level uh, called first tech challenge. Uh, In this program, students build, design, and program robots, smallest robots. And every year there's um, a different sort of game or an objective. So last year, in collaboration with Disney and Star Wars, the, uh, the, the game was to build skyscrapers out of these big... They look like Lego blocks and to build them as high as possible. And through this program, students are encouraged to basically think like budding engineers, Mm -hmm. uh, designing, troubleshooting, programming, and even presenting their work in front of a panel of judges at at the final competition. There's certainly a lot to learn in a robotics club, but can you tell me about some of the best examples you have seen? for the positive impact that robotics has on students? I think, I mean, one of the things that I've seen is that a lot of uh, our members actually wind up going to engineering in university. I had a lot of grade 12s, and I think most of them uh, are now in engineering. At the same time, I think uh, there are some students who didn't even think about engineering or didn't think about robotics before they started. Uh, one of the students mentioned that he happened to just uh, had the free lunch period when we were having our meeting, popped in and got interested. And now he's actually seriously considering engineering or a related field uh, for further studies. What got him hooked in that first class? I think it was just something different. I mean, the school never offered anything similar to this before. Mm-hmm. And it was just a completely different activity. And I think for a lot of students, like, why not? Let's just try this. 
it's important to expose people to a lot of different types of skills and different kinds of talents. And so when you walk into your robotics club, they're designing, they're coding, uh, they're creating. But what would that kind of look like a typical day? So the way how we, we set up our teams, when they joined, I asked them what they're interested in. So some students are more interested in the building aspects and we just refer to them as like mechanical, electrical. Uh, there are some students who are more interested in programming mm-hmm. and some other students who are more interested in other aspects of the team in terms of like putting together the reports or the non-technical aspects. And I tried my best to allow students to go and focus on those tasks that, are, they're, that they're interested in. So I would have students whose main jobs would be basically designing the robot, assembling it, and doing a lot of troubleshooting. So we would have those students grouped together. And then we will all have, also have students who are working on the code for the robot. And I don't think that we have quite a, a normal day in robotics. I think one of our challenges was because we were a new program, students had a lot of other commitments by the time they joined robotics. So we're trying to manage all of that. And so one of the things that we had to learn quickly was how to manage all our tasks especially on top of everyone's commitments. Mm -hmm. So there's definitely not a single normal day. But I think one one of the things students would see or people would see when they come in is that there's a lot of discussion happening, especially once the the season got going. There will be a lot of looking at videos, advice from other teams, just brainstorming on how we can improve the design or whether we need to have a new design. How can we meet our objectives? And then the programmers would also then be looking at ways to, they will be learning how to code because some of them would have experience in other coding languages. None of them have the experience of programming an actual robot. And there's a lot of trial and error too. Which is an important thing for people to realize, well, students to realize that it's not just people who are computer whizzes going into the robotics. There's a lot of trial and error and a lot of learning. Yes. And we do often emphasize that uh, we're not looking for people who already come with skills. We just want people who are willing to learn and we will develop the skills through the program. Because that's the thing, I I mean, with robotics clubs, which have become really popular in a lot of different uh, settings as a way of teaching STEM, but there is that perception that those who are already good at programming, those who are already very much inclined towards uh, engineering and computer science, that's who this is for. So how do you encourage, because you did talk a lot about the different design aspects, it's not all about coding, and it's about learning these skills, not coming in already having know it. But how do you attract some of those students that think that it's not really for them? I'm keen about challenging my students to do very well and to really develop these skills. But at the same time, teams have successfully developed a good community. And so they became friends and uh, or they're already friends when they started, but they, they were having fun doing it as well. And so it just allowed them to go in and enjoy that camaraderie while they're doing something productive. And for those who come in with no skill, I basically, I think, would show them all the uh, resources that are available online. Because one of the very nice things about FIRST is that they promote collaboration, community between different teams. So even though our teams are going to be competing with everyone else, other teams are extremely helpful, especially at helping develop new teams. And one of the things that the, the, the program actually expects from each team is, is outreach. 
which includes mentoring other teams or mentoring other students, even younger ones. And so there are actually a lot of teams who have YouTube channels where they teach other people all these basic skills. Also other teams, especially the more experienced ones, who would be able to build a working robot within one weekend. And so for us who is new to the program, we can look at what's possible and get those creative juices going. That's fantastic. Even for myself as a coach, I could join forums on Facebook or, or Discord and get advice from other coaches. And students can also get advice from other students. And there's just that willingness to help each other. And so for students who come in and without any skill, or on a team that's just newly formed, there's so much available support. I didn't realize that they have the YouTube channels to teach and to do the outreach. Yeah. So that's mm-hmm. quite the community. So you've been really successful um, in your robotics club. And not only have the students really enjoyed the learning experience you create, but earlier this year, the club came in first place at the provincial robotics competition in British Columbia. You were on your way to the world championships before the pandemic canceled the competition, which is really unfortunate. So what is the key to your success? Well, when I was was starting out, I didn't really know much about robotics. Even though I was in engineering, I was in chemical engineering. And so robotics was a thing that I participated in, Um, which I guess in hindsight, starting a robotics team, it's a good thing because I was basically learning along with my students. And at the same time, one of the advice I got as a new coach was to really step back because the robot has to be built by the student. It has to be their project. So everything has to be their project. Because I wasn't too knowledgeable, I could more easily not jump in and troubleshoot for them or save them. So I could step back, let them make their mistakes. I would provide advice. I could challenge their their decisions. But ultimately, whatever they decide is what we'll do. And especially when we went into the first match here in Vancouver, I mean, we had a really, I think, a simple dinky robot. And because no one has been to one of these, including myself, I mean, we just did our best. And after we came back, the students basically gathered and started analyzing what they did. They got into this mindset where, okay, what can we do better? And it's one of the things that we did as a team that we learned from our past performances. And we also learned from other teams. What did they do well? Mm. What didn't they do well? What did we do well? And what what could we improve on? I think we built this or created this developing mindset. We saw every failure as a step forward. How did you guide that kind of discussion? Was there any resistance that you faced? I don't think, I I don't recall much resistance. I mean, I think at the beginning, I think we just tried to push them to try something or to get something ready for the competition. But I think once they saw what other teams could do, they basically started taking ownership and they would lead those discussion meetings. And in our notebook, you can even see pictures of them playing some of the the match videos and discussing how our robot did in those matches. And it was all completely led by them. All the discussions was just between them. I wasn't even involved. Well, that's really fantastic. And, um, And so you came back and you really did a game analysis really looking at how yeah, others yeah. they were doing and ha- and fostered that kind of discussion among them what else do you think really attributed to your preparation i think one of the th- other things was to develop their leadership roles there are different aspects to the team 
we were able to develop multiple leaders. So we had some people taking charge of the actual build. We had other students take charge of programming. And we even had a student who basically took charge of reading and studying the rules to ensure that the whole team actually is doing everything that was asked for by the competition. As the season progressed and I was doing more of the background work, basically a lot of the shopping, planning the trip, uh, more of the, the game-related duties got passed on to the students. And mm-hmm. they really then took ownership of the team and their project. And I think by the time we got to championship and they were pre- talking to the judges about a, our whole year, they could basically talk to judges with complete ownership of the project from start to finish. That's fantastic. Because usually in any kind of project, it just naturally one leader emerges. And I, I would guess that in a robotics club, the person who's probably the best programmer would naturally emerge as the leader, but you really made sure that every aspect different, because there's a lot of different roles that are needed to win a competition. And, uh, and you really identified those and made sure that someone led each one of them developing their own leadership skills, but also yeah. making sure that all the different aspects of a project are really covered that makes i'm sure that made a huge difference yes i think it did and it also helped in that all these students were already very busy it would have been impossible for one or two people to shoulder the burden of all the tasks so i guess because of that issue of busyness really had to spread the task over a larger group of people but then at Mm. the same time that developed more skills in more people that's really good. And so some students who came in uh, without the programming skills, what kind of special roles did you have that really was able to give them ownership about, of it and some expertise, but at the same time also learn from the programming? I think with programming, because in each game, there's a portion of the game that's fully automated and there's mm-hmm. a portion of the game that's driver controlled. The programming for the automated phase is a lot more complicated. So the the student who had experience or more experience programming in another language took ownership of it. And the one that didn't feel that he was as strong took ownership of the, I guess, the easier tasks. But at the mm-hmm. same time, they each had uh, ownership of their own project, which are both equally important for the success of the team. And then by doing that, they could develop their skills in each of those areas. And hopefully as they get comfortable with that, they could then start learning some of the more complicated programming that we see from other teams. That's great. If someone is looking to start or improve their own robotics club in their school, what do you think helps to create the best learning experience for a diverse group of students? And what are some of the key things that they should consider? I think it's one of the advice that we, I think, had heard in Nigeria was that the fail fast, fail forward, fail frequently or something. Mm-hmm. Yes. But I think it's just the idea that you, you come into the program and just have the desire to learn and have fun. I mean, this is robotics. Once the robot starts moving, they're all going to get excited. So to get that sort of the joy and the excitement of success, uh, but at the same time, to push them enough, you're telling them that they have the potential to succeed, even in a program that already has a lot of their advanced team. 
not to be intimidated with other teams, but to approach them as resources. First is very, very collaborative. So just go in with this mentality that you want to learn from everyone and have fun while doing it. And I think the team would succeed. Absolutely. That is definitely a huge part that needs to be instilled in all subjects is that desire of constantly learning and not necessarily being an expert at anything right away. Of course, it's a process. And in that process, I mean, so often with code, there's definitely some extremely frustrating times as, as both you and I know. (laughs) So there are times when you just think, okay, that's it. Like this will just never work. Something that we discussed in the past about uh, what I thought was a very good and interesting aspect of the competition was the notebook. And we know for engineers and for scientists, your notebook is so important. So can you tell me a little bit about the role of the notebook for these robotics competitions? Well, so for First Tech Challenge, a notebook is required to win or to even be considered for any of the awards. So it's a really important aspect of the competition. It's not special to us. And I think basically the notebook, if I give the notebook to someone else, they'll understand how we went from start to finish. And it basically explains everything that we did, all the deliberations, all the sketches, and even sort of shows the character of the team. In what way? In our notebook, the person who took charge of assembling it would put a quote, usually a funny quote, with each journal entry. It's something like funny that he, he heard that kind of represents that day. You see sort of that lightheartedness in the midst of all these really technical and serious discussions. I mean, there, there's a part, because I think I had brought some fried chicken uh, when we uh, came in on one Saturday. Day. And so the boys asked me, oh, did they have to pay for it? So I just joked, oh, just get me to Houston. And so <laughs> he actually wrote it down. And when we actually won the place for Houston, I took a picture, sent to the team that paid. Oh, that's good. <laughs> so that's so really, really these good. little things that we just wind up putting in. To me, it was a, a passing comment, but he thought it was significant enough that that's what he put as sort of the, the quote for the day. <laughs> That's really nice. Um, It's good that it brought out that character because really these kind of like engineering or science notebooks, they're really often very dry and you just put down exactly what uh, what you did and but it it, but there is an artistry and a skill uh, that comes out and finding that kind of person and making sure that the right person is on each task so they enjoy doing it. I think when I was assembling a team I just asked all the students to fill out the form and one of the roles was documentation. And so he actually chose that because he didn't know anything about robotics coming in. And he said that he chose documentation because it allows him to know everything that's going on because he really wanted to learn. He wanted to learn mechanical aspects, he wanted to learn the, um, the programming aspects. He, he wanted to learn basically how the whole program works. And by being in the documentation, because everything then would go to him, understood how everything went from start to finish and so because he was in grade 11 at that time and now he's in grade 12 he's basically taking ownership of the team because he knew how to run it yeah and so it's it's wonderful to see someone rise up to to that role 
Wow, that's fantastic. And that actually had quite a big role to play in you winning as well. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Well, I mean, since the um, the notebook is a big part of the competition and we're supposed to present the notebook to the judges at championships because it was so well organized and so detailed. And I can remember the judges were quite impressed on what was in it from some of the diagrams and the simulations that they put into that notebook. They were able to really explain, weren't they? Like they were able to go through their process because that's a hugely important part of project you know you might go wrong in some spots yeah but if you can explain why and why you made those choices that's an important part of it yeah i mean one of the things that is also part of the notebook is each student or each team member would have a, their profile and explaining uh, their interests, why they joined robotics, and even possible future plans and again it really shows the character not just of the team itself but the individual characters that make up the team and also really good reflection yeah. on thinking about what their goals are. That's wonderful. Yeah. So what is a challenge that someone might face in trying to start a robotics club? Probably the first thing would be finances. <laughs> Granted, first tech challenge, it's not the most expensive of their programs, but it's still not cheap as one could imagine because of all the equipment that you will need when you start it. I mean, but apart from that, I think the bigger challenge, I think, is to get students to realize their potential, especially with a new team. We look online and see what, see what other teams can do. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we know there's a more experienced team. So there's a lot of mentorship that's already happening. So for a new team, I think the, probably the biggest challenge would be realizing that we can also do it. And to get them to be creative and basically aim for the stars. And if we don't hit the stars, uh, that's fine, Mm. right? I mean, we aim high and even if we fail, we've moved ahead. Mm -hmm. And to get that mentality in students, I think is challenging. But at the same time, if they buy into it, it's very rewarding. What did you do for them to buy into it? When they went to the first matches, they could see what other teams could do. And I think we we often joke that, yeah, Mm -hmm. let's just aim for Houston, right? I mean, it's our first year. Why not? I mean, what do we have to lose, right? And at the same time, I think I tried to approach it almost like a design project group in university, which they weren't quite appreciative at, at the beginning. What does that mean? What do you what do you mean you try to approach it that way? As part of our preparation, I actually got in touch with some professors from UBC Engineering mm-hmm. who have experience mentoring design projects at UBC as well as teaching robotics who basically provide feedback to my students. That's amazing. I mean, they have a lot more experience than I do. At the same time, I've seen my students progress through the year, but it's helpful to have someone from the outside who has not seen the process Mm. ask my students questions about what they've done. Absolutely, and how did the students react to that? That is a really great experience. They were really scared, but I think afterwards, I think they they did realize that the, the, the experience was very good. I think important things that they got was a lot of praise and compliment for what they've done and achieved in a year. That's fantastic. Even like one year from professors who have guided university students. So for the, for the professors to tell them that basically what they're doing is already uh, university level quality was very reassuring and provided them the confidence to even do better, especially when we got to championships. That's amazing. I mean, there's so much important things bundled up in that, uh, reaching out, bringing in outside sources to connect with the community, for the students to connect with the outside world, to practice with people that are not their teachers and get advice and and insights from people who are coming from the outside. And it just builds a lot of confidence and a 
really great practice yeah. to push them out of their comfort zone to present in that way. So that's amazing. And yeah. also such a great way to bring in the community exactly in terms of their expertise. Yeah. That's wonderful. And it's good that they're scared when they're practicing because they will be much better prepared when they're at the competition. See, that's what I told them. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they weren't happy with me before that. <laughs> they thanked you later. They thanked you later, I'm sure. <laughs> That's really good. And so is there a piece of advice that you would give to someone who would want to start a robotics club of their own? You said looking at the videos because there's a great resources online for past competitions. I would just say just go for it. And for adult mentors, just join any of the support group for coaches um, okay. because I've received so much advice. And as the year went along and with other people are also asking questions. I started contributing my own responses based on my experience. So it's just, it's a very, very helpful and supportive community. Just jump in and if you need help, reach out. There will be so many people that would be willing to provide you with support. That sounds wonderful. Thank you. Before we end, can you just tell me, being a part of a robotics club, what change did you see in the students over that course of the year? How did it impact their life? I think what I saw in my students throughout the course of the year was essentially them seeing, coming to realize their own potential in ways that they didn't see before. To be, I think, excited by that potential and to be open to the challenges of moving forward in that direction. So from students who had never even thought of doing robotics to then taking leadership in the team. And for some, it's then progressing to engineering and happily facing all the challenges that this path of studies and career would bring them. And maybe for some, they already were interested in it, but I think this made it more real. It gave them this, I guess, confidence and maybe even sort of maturity to realize that, yeah, they can see themselves as engineers or can just see themselves as leaders. Hmm. And it really touched me what you told me in the past about an Instagram post that one of your students posted. Could you just tell me about that? When this all started, he never thought that he would be writing a book that would be very instrumental in getting this group of inexperienced students all the way to a world-level robotics championship. And this is the student who was in charge of the notebook when he wanted to learn all the different yes. aspects because he was not familiar. Exactly. That's yes. really nice. Yeah. Wow, that's wonderful and a really fantastic experience of learning not just the skills to design a robot, but a lot of leadership skills, a lot of uh, confidence, getting in touch with experts from the outside, outside the school, from the universities, and, uh, and getting a sense for what that's like and the type of feedback. That's a really amazing learning experience and very much can be a life-changing experience. So thank you so much for sharing how you developed and fostered and built such a successful team. And thank you for sharing that with us. Well, thank you for allowing me to share. And hopefully others will be inspired to start their own journey in robotics, even if we don't know where that journey will lead us. Absolutely. Wonderful. Thank you.